0: BLOB TALK RADIO Mommy, I hear the baby crying Help me, are the words she's in time Where have I been Well my world has been dying Lord, teach me keep asking for your kingdom to come. I'll keep looking
1: for your will
0: to back
1: All right, sorry about that. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. We're just having a few technical difficulties. And so just uh, starting off the show with a song by Justin Upton called Teach Me How to Pray. And, you know, that's one of the things that here on Prayer International that's really our heart is to just learn more about how to get closer to God, how to encounter God, how to pray effectively, how to experience his presence in a real and genuine way. So I want to just start off the show tonight by praying and just opening up in a word of prayer. If you're just tuning in, just so you know, you can find us on Facebook under the Prayer International webpage. We also have an email address if you have any prayer requests or want to reach out to us. We're at prayerinternational@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And of course, if you need to, you can always go to Sean's Facebook page or my Facebook page And we'll be more than happy to just be a resource or a point of contact for you to get prayer Or talk about the Lord or whatever you need We just want to be here to help So let's pray Father we just thank you Lord for your goodness We just give you praise We just give you glory Father we give you honor And we just thank you That Lord you are a living God Father that you're not a statue You're not an ideology or a thought or a philosophy But Lord You're truly living Moving, breathing And every bit involved In our lives Father we ask Lord that you would just visit us Tonight That Lord God every man, every woman Every child Every teenager that's listening Lord That you would just visit them And Father whatever their needs are Lord you promise in your word That you're an ever present help In time of need So, Lord, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for salvation through Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we can call you Father. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So tonight we actually titled the show, Worship, Why We Do What We Do. And I wanted to start off by just reading a psalm, which is Psalm 100, Uh, It's a psalm written by David And it just kind of puts some things in perspective
0: So
1: Psalm 100 starts out like this Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye earth Serve the Lord with gladness Come before his presence with singing Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. So when we get into Psalm 100, it starts out kind of laying a foundation, what I call a foundation for praise, a foundation for worship. It kind of puts things in perspective. And I'm going to back up. So it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye earth. You know, a lot of times we hesitate. We go into a church service or into a meeting. We hear the singing. We hear the choir. We hear the band. We see people engaging and interacting with God in that place of worship or that place of praise. And, you know, sometimes we can get intimidated if you're like me and you don't have a good voice. Sometimes it feels a little intimidated because, you know, uh, we could use the phrase, I can't carry a tune in a bucket, you know. And so a lot of times I don't want to be on display or I don't want people to hear me because, You know, maybe I don't feel like my musical skills or my vocal skills are up to par. But here in Psalm 100, verse 1, David puts it like this, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And so right there he's kind of laying a foundation saying this, look, it doesn't matter what it sounds like. It doesn't matter how good uh, professionally it is, but just make a noise. Make some noise unto the Lord with a joyful heart. And so the standard of our singing, the standard of our worship isn't necessarily based on performance. In fact, God is not really about performance. Throughout the word, he uses phrases like, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. So God's not concerned necessarily about what it sounds like, much as what it feels like, what what he's experiencing as you're pouring your heart out to him. How do you touch God in the place of worship? How does your praise, how does your singing, how does your worship affect God when you do what you do? During that time, so we're instructed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So we're all qualified. It doesn't matter if you are in the choir, or it doesn't matter if you know you sound like a bag of cats being beat. And for all you cat lovers out there, sorry, that that was a bad example, it doesn't matter because God's more concerned about what's coming out of your heart. And what's coming out of your mouth But the reason we worship The reason we praise The reason why we do what we do Is to give God Honor To give God His rightful place in our hearts And worship Has the ability to Take our mind off of us Take our mind off our circumstances Take our mind off of everything And everybody around us and put our attention and put our focus on God for that moment. You know, David said things like, magnify the Lord. And you know, what he was doing during that time is he was viewing God. He was imagining God. He was looking to God and making God in his mind and in his heart bigger than the things he was facing, than the circumstances, then his troubles, then his issues, than his enemies. He was magnifying God. He was enlarging God. He was making his view of God so grand, so big, that it made everything else seem small. And so words, you make a joyful noise unto the Lord all year. In other words, everybody. Verse 2 continues, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. You know, a lot of times we're in a service or we're in a meeting and we think that the song stuff is just what we do right before the preaching or the teaching or the praying. And a lot of times we've been so caught up in traditions, so caught up in ritual, that depending on where we are in the scheme of things, We just can't wait for the song part, the singing part, the music part to get over So we can get down to the preaching, get down to the teaching, get down to the word of God So we think that the singing comes before the preacher Or the teacher But actually it says Come before his presence With singing So singing actually brings us into a place Where we invite and draw the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the glory of God into our midst. See, God inhabits the praise of his people, which means he lives there, he dwells there. That's his place, that's where he rests, that's where he wants to be, is in the midst of praise, in the midst of worship. In the midst of a people whose hearts are towards him with an attitude of thankfulness, with an attitude of desire, with an attitude of, if it will, expectation, where we're expecting God to show up. We're desiring God to get close to us. We're wanting to be closer to God. We're wanting him to be close to us and us to be near to him. So we come before his presence with singing. We're singing. We get into a place where our focus is so on God and our hearts are so fixed and fashioned on the Lord that God actually desires to be in our midst. See, every bit as much as you want God to be in your midst, if your heart is right and your heart is towards Him, it doesn't necessarily mean even your behavior is perfect and your behavior is right, but if your heart is for Him. If you're longing and desiring to to know God and to be closer to God and to experience God, guess what? He says, those that are hungry and thirsty shall be filled. Filled with what? Filled with his presence. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with his glory. Filled with his knowledge. You see, he doesn't want you to be empty. But he wants you to be filled with him, full of him. He wants to inhabit and dwell and live in you and in me. And then those that gather in his name, he says, if one or two or two or more are gathered, or two or more are gathered, I'm in the midst. Is that to say that if you're by yourself worshiping God, he's not there? Of course not. Because right there, if it's you and you're his, then it's you and the Holy Spirit, actually. So there's already two. It's you and Jesus in your heart So there's already two Everywhere you go realize you're not alone But God is with you God is not only with you But he's for you So we come before his presence With singing We worship God So he will come And he will fill us we don't have to have empty lives Verse 3 says Know that he is the Lord He is God David makes it really clear It's not about you You're not God He is God Know that he is Lord See the Bible says that the, As the water covers the sea The earth will be filled with the knowledge Of the glory of God So he doesn't want you to just experience him But he wants you to know him He wants you to have an intimate knowledge of him. He wants you to know what he thinks and what he feels and what he desires for you. He wants you to know his plans that he has for you. He wants you to know his heart towards you and towards others.
0: So know that
1: he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. See, he's the shepherd. He's the one that's leading and guiding and protecting. He's the one that's in control. And a lot of times we try to live our lives, try to take control of our own lives, try to do our thing, try to go our way, make our plans. But when it boils down to it, he's the one that's in control. And see, worship, that that praise, that adoration of God is what shifts that focus. From us And what we want to God And God what what do you want What do you want Jesus What do you want Father Not my will be done But your will be done Not my kingdom come But your kingdom come God And so that's one thing That we do While we do this While we praise. So that our attention and our affection And our hearts can be turned towards him Let's continue So verse 4 says Enter into his gates with thanksgiving And enter his courts with praise Be thankful to him and bless his name So how do we enter in? How do we get into that place where God is? How do we get to a place where God desires to inhabit us? With thanksgiving, be thankful. Attitude of gratitude. We've got to be thankful. He wants us to have the right attitude. He wants us to be thankful. You know, I've used this analogy before, or this example, but you know when you do something for somebody and they show gratitude or they act thankful or they show their appreciation to you or even just... Verbally acknowledge Thank you I'm so appreciative I I thank you that you did that Thank you for doing that for me Or thank you for being there for me They show Their gratitude It makes you want to continue To do for others And to be there for others And see God Operates in a similar manner Yes he's gracious And yes he does things Even when we don't deserve it And yes he does things out of his mercy and grace, even when we don't show appreciation. But you know what? He pulls for those that are his children. And when we're thankful and we display and acknowledge and honor him and verbally declare back to him, Thank you, God. Guess what? It makes him want to continue to pull for us, it makes him want to continue to draw near to us and be around us. You ever notice when you're around people that just aren't that nice and they're not that gracious and they're not that thankful, they just have a bad attitude about things or they feel like they're entitled to things or they feel like you should have done something for them, that it almost repels. It almost makes you disattracted to it. It almost makes you not want to be around that person or just kind of stop doing Certain things for those kind of people Because it just kind of irks you It just kind of rubs you the wrong way The Lord gets like that at times Countless verses throughout the Bible Shows how he interacts with men and women And their responses And their attitudes towards certain things Cause God's response to be a certain way And his attitude to be a certain way The Bible says you reap what you sow And yes, God in his mercy, thank God we don't reap everything that we sow. And thank God we don't get everything that we deserve because we'd all be in a mess. But there are certain behaviors and certain actions and certain mindsets that you can walk in that actually repel God's Holy Spirit, repel the things of God out of your life. You know, the New Agers call it the law of attraction. You know, you you do or carry yourself a certain way, and it actually attracts certain things into your life. Well, that originally was God's law. For some reason, they decided to steal it and use it, capitalize on it. Let's see what you respect, you attract what you shall honor to you, you attract. and certain things you will attract into your life that come from God and certain things you'll repel out of your life that God wants to bring into your life. And a lot of it your behavior and your attitude, you know we've heard that, that phrase, your attitude determines your altitude. And sometimes our attitudes can be the very thing that make it or break it. And so we're told to enter his courts with thanksgiving. Enter his gates, enter his courts with thanksgiving and praise. And be thankful to him and bless his name. We're told to bless his name. Well, how do you bless his name? You hallow his name, you bless his name, you set him apart. In your heart and in your mind, you set God above every other thing. He's the name that's above every other name. And so you mentally put him in that place. You verbally put him in that place. He's already there. See, that's the thing. God's already on the throne. He's already above everything. He's already the name above all names, whether you acknowledge it or not. But the thing is, when we acknowledge God and we begin to line up with God, we begin to move in the same flow as the Lord. Our outcome and the things that we experience and the way we get to handle situations turn out completely different. And so this is why we do what we do. That's why I titled this worship, Why We Do What We Do, because a lot of times people don't know why. Why do we sing? Why do we praise? Why do we lift our hands? Why do we kneel down? Why do we do these certain things? And it's not necessarily about ritual and tradition as much as it is God's looking at your heart. And are you doing these things out of a heartfelt love towards God? Or are you doing these things because you're going through the motions and your heart's far from God? See, motive motive has a lot to do with it. Where your heart is at the time has a lot to do with it. And true worship isn't necessarily the sound or the song or the music. With all the bells and whistles going off. But true worship comes from the heart. You can worship God in silence. You can worship God by yourself in a room. When no one's watching, when no one's seeing, when no one's listening. And you're just worshiping God from your heart, from your prayer closet. Because God just wants hearts that are fully His. The Bible says, the eyes of the Lord. Run to and fro throughout the earth, looking for hearts that are completely his. And that's the issue. Where's your heart? Who has your heart? Who owns your heart? Who do you pledge your allegiance to? Who do you acknowledge when things go good in your life? Who do you acknowledge when things go bad in your life, and who do you decide you're going to trust in, and who... Are you going to put your faith in, or what? Is it the Lord? Is he the one that's big in your life? Is he the one that you've magnified above all your circumstances and your problems? Is he the one that you go to for answers when you're facing life's challenges? See, a lot of times we run to Psychiatrists and psychologists And counselors and people And we're looking for advice We're looking for answers We're looking for solutions to our problems But a lot of times we don't go to God We don't find out what God's saying about the situation We don't go to His word for the answers We don't get connected to His people To try to get wise counsel Look to human wisdom rather than God's wisdom And the Bible says that his thoughts Are far above our thoughts and his ways Are high above our ways That the Wisdom of man is foolishness to God And the foolishness of God Is so much better than the wisdom of man So I ask you today Are you Seeking out the wisdom of God Are you Looking for God To be the answer Are you declaring him as the answer Are you thanking him For the solutions And maybe you don't see the solutions yet Maybe you don't see God's hand Changing your situation yet Listen, trust him To him, not from him Call out to him The Bible says Call unto me and I'll answer you And show you great and mighty things that you do not know Listen, if you begin to call out to him He's going to show you the answer He will answer Because he's faithful And the beautiful thing about God is if you're his child If you're his son or his daughter You may not always see the answer On this side of eternity But there's going to be a day When everything is settled and all your problems are solved. But if you're faithful to God, and you're faithful to seek out the Lord, and you're faithful to call, and you're open to how God wants to answer, the way you walk through this life, and the way you handle burdens and situations, will be so much lighter. Jesus said, His yoke is easy and his burden is light. It means that if you begin to turn the weight of the world onto his shoulders, which he chose to carry for you anyways, you don't have to bear it by yourself. Life doesn't have to be so heavy and cumbersome. If you begin to just trust the Lord with it, you begin to seek the Lord. While he may be found, Call upon him while he is near He's faithful And the good thing is, is Even when we're not faithful He still Chooses to be faithful So we're going to shift gears for a minute we're gonna put on another worship song and just allow some process. Sometimes we gotta stop and pause and think about it. And just let the Lord put some things down in our hearts. So we're back And if you're just tuning back in We're Prayer International Radio You can check us out on Facebook page Under Prayer International We're on Blog Talk Radio And if you need prayer requests Or have any concerns You can always email us at prayerinternational@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So we were talking about Psalm 100 We are basically talking about worship Why do we worship And the main reason we worship is we come before his presence, we're singing. We come before his presence in his courts with thankfulness. We come before him with praise. And the whole point, the whole reason we do this is because we want God to inhabit us. You know, the Bible says that he no longer lives in temples made with human hands. See, when Jesus went to the cross... When he was on the cross and he cried out, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? When he screamed out, It is finished, it said the temple was rent into the place where God's presence was, was torn in two. The Spirit of God was released. He was no longer held in a box, he was no longer held in a temple. You see, God desires to inhabit the praise of his people, which means as we worship and praise, he wants to live inside of us. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells inside of you, dwells inside of me, dwells inside of anyone that calls upon his name and names the name of Jesus and invites him into their lives becomes a candidate to carry the presence of God. See we're called to be carriers of his anointing Not to Be empty vessels Paul said it like this We have this treasure in earthen vessels You see we, we may be like clay pots So to speak We may be These containers But it's not necessarily the container that matters But it's what's inside When you drink water or you drink liquid, you drink something out of a cup or out of a glass, it doesn't matter if it's styrofoam, it doesn't matter if it's a plastic solo cup, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a 1970s glass with some really groovy artwork on the side of it, or if it's a crystal, Waterford crystal, champagne glass. Because... Depending on what's inside of the container Depending on what you're actually drinking That's really what matters Is the substance that's in the cup The substance that's in the glass The substance that's in the container That you're drinking from It's not really the container that matters as much See Jesus told the woman at the well That he had a drink for her, that if she would drink, she would never thirst again. And see, Jesus wants us to be so full of his Holy Spirit that we never thirst again. He wants us to be carriers of that glory, carriers of that anointing, so that when people partake of what's inside of you, they're full. They're fulfilled And unless you're a full vessel Unless you're full of that living water Unless you're full of his Holy Spirit You have nothing of any substance to pour out You see God wants us to be people of substance And what we're full of What we get filled with determines what we pour out. What you put in the cup determines what you pour out of the cup. What you put in the glass determines what you pour out of the glass. And what you put in, what you allow into your life determines what's going to come out of your life. And when people interact with you, whatever you're full of, that's what they're going to Receive or partake of See Jesus said Be not drunk with wine But be filled with the Holy Spirit I never said don't drink wine He just said don't be so Filled and so intoxicated But be full of the Holy Spirit If you're hungry and thirsty You shall be filled Jesus said He talked about Us being so full that out of our bellies Would flow rivers of living water And see God wants us to have A substance about us So tonight I invite you Turn your heart towards God Become a worshiper The Bible says God is a spirit And those that worship him Must worship him in spirit and in truth It means you have to be Completely vulnerable and open And yielded with God Because see, he knows the truth already You can't hide anything from him He says everything that's hidden Will eventually be revealed So he expects Transparency If you want God in your life, you must be transparent with him. See, there's a term in the New Testament that says, I must decrease so that he can increase. I must empty myself so that I can be filled with him. And sometimes God allows us to go through things in our life that break us, And cause us to be so spent and so poured out And become so empty and yielded and vulnerable That we have nothing left So that when he comes into our lives He can fill us So I invite you tonight Today, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this Empty yourself Let go and let God. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you full. See, you're either going to go through life being full of it, or you're going to go through life being filled with him, filled with his spirit, being a carrier of his anointing. You know, people use the term you're full of it. And usually what they're saying is, I can see right through you, and what you have in you is not good substance, not good character, not good qualities. You're full of it. But see, Jesus said to be filled with him and be filled with his spirit, because there's a certain fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. The list goes on There's a certain thing that happens to your character When you allow the Holy Spirit to take control There's a certain thing that happens in your life When you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you And so let him in tonight Be filled with the Holy Spirit You know, yes, maybe you've called upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Yes, maybe you've allowed Christ to become Lord of your life, But you've hung on to things. You've allowed other things to creep in. You've allowed things in your life that you're holding on to where you haven't given that control truly to the Lord. You say, well, he's my Savior. Yes, maybe he's your Savior, but is He your Lord. You say, well... I believe that Jesus is God, yes, but is he your master? Does he have control of your life? Have you turned your will over to him and allowed his will to be the deciding factor of your life? Are you still hanging on trying to build your little sandcastles, build your deal, build your kingdom? Become a carrier of His anointing. Become a vessel of honor, filled with His Spirit, so you can carry His presence everywhere that you go. See, because the truth is is that God wants you to carry Him into every situation, every place, every circumstance, whether it's the lightest places or the darkest places, or the easiest situations or the toughest situations. Whether it's at home or at church or the store or at work or maybe you go to school, wherever you are, he wants to be there inside of you. And he wants to be inside of you so that when you interact with others, they can experience him too. This is not just for you yourself. But it's for you and your household, it's for you and your neighborhood, for you and your workplace, for you and your city, state, country, nation, other nations, wherever he's calling you, wherever the soles of your feet tread, wherever you go. He wants to be with you always, even to the end of the age. Even up until that time when you exit this earth and go into eternity, he wants it to be so that you're so close to Him and so inhabited by Him that He's with you presently here in the earth and in your eternity. So let me pray for you. Father God, I pray for every person listening that Your Holy Spirit would overwhelm them, overcome them, overshadow them, and fill them through and through. That, Father, You'd help them to Believe, help them with their unbelief And believe for more of you Believe that your will will be done And your kingdom will come in their lives Father, I pray That you would send your Holy Spirit Out to everybody that's hungry and thirsty Because you promised If we're hungry and thirsty We would be filled, Father So we ask you, Lord, fill us, Lord Fill us with your Holy Spirit We want more of you, God We want to encounter you In a real and genuine way And, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would be first and foremost in our minds and in our hearts and that we would learn how to honor you with our hearts and not just our lips. We'd learn how to truly have hearts and minds that are for you and towards you and not just go through ritual and not just go through tradition. But, Father, we would truly have a love and a passion and a fire for you, and a compassion for others. So, Father, we pray, Lord, visit every person. And, Father, don't just visit, them, but inhabit them with your spirit and your glory. Fill them with your peace and your joy. Let them walk in a newfound love towards you and others. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, that you'd walk through our Trials and our circumstances and our Situations so that we don't have to Face it alone father let us Feel your nearness let us feel Your presence Give us confidence Give us confidence and boldness Lord God That you are for us and not against us We ask in Jesus name So I want to just thank Everybody for tuning in Just encourage you if you keep up with Facebook Or check out our website Or Facebook page You'll see different uh, Advertisements for The next shows coming up Feel free to check us out On blog talk radio slash prayer International that'll let you Know Uh, you can go to our archived Shows or just look for What's coming up in the future Again just continue to keep your eyes On Jesus and if You need some help or need some prayer have
0: a good night